As always, it's so good to be with you. I truly enjoy our time together each week, and I hope you do as well. It's a great, great time, a great family time, great time for community. Much of living the Christian life comes down to how well that we get along with ourselves, others, and God. And we see in today's second reading, Paul reminding us of this, that if we want to live in a manner that is worthy of one who considers, who calls themselves a Christian, who takes on the title of Christian, there's four virtues that are absolutely essential. Now, here's a little test of your knowledge or memory. Did you pick out the uh, pick out these four virtues as the lecture was reading? Did you pick them out tonight? Well, these golden nuggets, they are so important and they're definitely worth repeating. So let me give you the four virtues that you need if you want to get along with others, God, and yourself in life. Here they are. Humility, gentleness, patience, and forbearance. That's them. Paul says, and he writes to the church at Ephesus, he says, if you live these virtues, there will be unity and bonding, there will be harmony within yourself and without towards others. I, I, I truly love it. I mean, it, it's, it's, so, it's blatantly obvious when you read that short little snippet or you listen to that short little uh, passage. In no less than eight times, Paul uses the word one, one. He uses the word one to, to refer to a sense of human unity and harmony and oneness that exists. That's so important. So let me ask you a simple question tonight. Which do you prefer in your relationships? Which do you like the most, oneness or enmity? Which one do you prefer in your own life? Well. Given the crazy world that we live in today, and it truly is crazy at times, uh, and our desire for harmony and peace, what I want us to do is I want us to focus our attention this evening on one of the four virtues, and it is the virtue of patience. Anybody need patience out there tonight? Boy, I know I do. I need lots of it. There's so many benefits to patience. Uh, look at it on a personal level. Patience can reduce stress, it can improve health and longevity of life, and it will enhance your spiritual life. Uh, it just makes you a happy, happier person. That's what patience does. And then it's not only personal, but it's very communal as well. If you look at it on a community basis, patience will bind. Isn't that what Paul says? Bind with the love of patience. It will heal and it will support relationships. So I guess you could say that patience brings out the best in people. And I'm, a, I'm with a bunch of great people tonight, so I know that's what you want in your own life as well. Now I must say that we may desire it, but few of us uh, do patience very well. And I'm only speaking from experience when I do that. I think that's why Paul inserted the little clip in, in, in this passage where he says that patience if we want to have it in our life. We have to work at it. It's not, uh, 
It's not something that comes natural. It's not a natural kind of thing, but it takes intentionality on my part. It takes patience on my part. Um, I like growing in patience to uh, building up a muscle. You know, the more you exercise that muscle, what happens? The stronger it gets, doesn't it? And it's the same way with patience. You have to exercise it. You have to live it out if you want it to be stronger in your life. So let me offer you now three ways that you can grow in patience. The first one is to keep stress at a manageable level. Life today, wow. Life today is moving at a brutal pace. Wouldn't you agree with that? Our bodies, our thoughts, everything about us, we're constantly on the go. And when we're on the go all the time, guess what happens? A lot of the time, we're left running on empty. Uh, there's nothing left. I was telling Pam that last night. I'm running on empty. I'm just worn out from all the work that I've done. Um, you know, and so when you're running on empty, what there's a tendency to have less patience with other people because you're stressed out. And you can say things that are even hurtful, even though later when you look back at it, you say, boy, I wish I hadn't said that. Have you ever done that? I have. Uh, and, I, and I regret it. Um, but it's, it, it truly is. It's really hard to restore harmony once you've let the cat out of the bag, so to speak, right? It really is. It's much harder to do that than to just practice uh, patience. So let me ask you a simple question. Do you find that you frequently lose your patience with your spouse, your children, your relatives? Your... How often are you patient with your spouse, with your children, with your relatives, with your coworkers or friends? What's important to do is to figure out your stressors. What are the stressors in your life? And then work to reduce them to manageable levels so that you can be a more relaxed person around those you love. Now here is a really neat point. This is a really neat point that Paul brings out tonight. The more patient that you are with yourself, the more patient you will also be with God and the more patient you will be with others. Being patient with yourself, not, not stressing yourself. Slow down a little bit. The second thing is don't sweat the small stuff. Uh, this one has to do with patience with other people. Sometimes we get upset over little things in life, which if you look at them in the long run, they really don't matter, do they? Uh, but in the heat of the moment, they seem to be larger than life kinds of events for us. Um, and the closer, here's the challenge with it, the closer that we are to someone, guess what? The greater we know what those little things are, and which leads to the possibility of annoyance, uh, friction, and irritation. Let me ask you a simple question. Have you ever told somebody they're driving you up the wall? You ever done that? Well, I have. Um, I'm going to be honest. It's, uh, yeah, this happens. We call them these little idiosyncrasies that we have. They can be annoying, although we tend to be much more patient when it comes to our own little quirks. Now, you may not like, here's a couple examples. You may not like the fact that 
uh, he squeezes the toothpaste from the bottom of the tube, you know. Or you may not like the fact that she doesn't like the restaurant that you picked out and doesn't like the food that you're eating. But in the long run, does it really matter? No. It really doesn't matter, does it? What we're called to do is to major on the majors of life and minor on the minors. That's, and I like what Mother Teresa said. She said this, if you continually judge people, you have no time to love them. That's a pretty good point, isn't it? So here's a, here's a really neat uh, statement that goes with this second point. The more patient that you are with others, the more patient you're going to be with God and yourself. You get that sense of oneness, that picture of oneness and unity that Paul's writing about. So naturally, the third thing is to nurture and cultivate your relationship with God. Now, that may sound trite, but it's true. It, I mean, it's extremely untrue. Uh, patience means to, it means the ability to endure discomfort, even without fighting back, to be able to live with that. I like how St. John Chrysostom put it. He, he really nailed this one on the head. He says, um, being able to be patient is to have the power to take revenge, but you don't do it. Well, you may be justified. You may, uh, you may be able to, within your power to do it, but you don't do it. Um, I know that's difficult. I know that's difficult to consider, let alone live out. But that's what the Holy Spirit's for. That's part of that one God, one spirit, all these things that Paul is talking about tonight. Uh, the Holy Spirit, see, patience is a virtue. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's something that we can receive on the inside as we grow stronger and stronger in him. So here's an extremely important point. If you want, this is a saint. This comes from the saints. If you want an extremely important point on how to grow in patience, here it is. The more God is a priority in your life, the stronger the gift of patience will be in your life. So some of the great ways to nurture and to cultivate your relationship with God include being here for Mass tonight. This is a great opportunity to do that. Uh, being involved in, in community service, in parish life, doing something for somebody else, and prayer, just to mention a few. So here's a really neat point. The more patient you are with God, the more patient you will be with others and with yourself. So I'd like to leave you with a couple of thoughts for reflection this evening. Paul says clearly over and over that we are to strive for patience in all of our relationships, not just with other people, but patience with ourselves and patience with God. So what is, what's one step that you can do today that will help you to increase your level of patience with someone who is very important in your life but also gets on your last nerve a lot. What can you do to improve that? And the second thing is this. Have you ever used the phrase, that person has the patience of Job? You ever heard that? That person has the patience of Job? Well, read it, the life of Job. It was tough. Uh, you want to know what his secret was? He had a secret to his patience. It, wasn't, it didn't just come from Job. 
But what it was was his close relationship with God. That's what made the difference. See, because as, as Job walked with God, he had a deep walk with God. And the more that he walked with him, he learned this. He learned that he could trust God in each and every circumstances. See, trusting God can relieve you of some of the most extreme pressures that you might have to endure in this life. So what's one way that this week you can nurture and cultivate your relationship with God? Bless all of you and be more patient.